Hills presents Intellivision. Intelligent television by Mattel. More sophisticated than any video game that has come before. Providing hours of entertainment for the entire family. Intellivision, with one of the clearest game displays available today. Find this system, plus a complete line of sports and video game cassettes at Hills, where our game is low prices every day. Welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game, and occasionally an Intellivision game, and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 176. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Intellivision month chugs along. Yes, even for you, Ferg. You think I've forgotten, but I have not. Ferg decided one day to cut back on his podcast listening and listen to Ew, music, more. And he told me that what he's cutting back on are Intellivision podcasts. Ha ha ha. Well, just in case you're listening, Ferg, I'm dedicating this episode to you. Now don't you feel bad? Alright, well, uh, let's get on with things. Gonna prove that the world is flat in his rocket ship. Or else he'll go splat. He's Mad Mike Hughes. Mad Mike Hughes. Let's see. Last weekend, well, Memorial Day weekend, was Flat Earth Expo. Mad Mike Hughes was headlining the Flat Earth Expo, so I wonder if anything of note came out of it. As far as I know, Henry's the Earth flat or round? Oh, that's right. I totally forgot to say, my erstwhile co-host has returned. Briefly, anyway. Welcome back, Henry. Arf. Arf, yes. He is on dog uh, wrangling duty right now, just as I got ready to record. Bug, who has been silent most of the evening, all of a sudden desti- decided to start bite- barking at everything. Um, and so, she started whining. And then she started whining. To be fair... Uh, I was whining too, so um, it's just a thing we do in my house. All she right. wanted her daddy to pet her. Yeah, she wanted me to pet her. All right, let's see. Flat Earth Expo, Exit the Matrix, was eight days ago. When I Google it, let's see. I was going to say all I can find. I don't want to watch a video. Oh, stop. <laughs> Mostly what I find are articles talking about how the Flat Earth Expo was coming up. Not so much what happened there, except for a video, but I didn't want to watch a video. Let's see. Well, you know what? The fact that I'm not finding any articles about this makes me think maybe the Earth's still flat. All right. Well, let's see if Mad Mike, uh, or whoever handles his Twitter account, tweeted anything about this. Henry has wandered away, in case you're wondering why he's not chiming in at this point. It might be an interesting experiment to do a podcast where... 
the host just kind of wanders in and out. Have it be like a 12-hour episode. And just throughout the day, the host just comes in and reports on stuff. And then goes away for a while. But you don't edit out the stuff in between. You know, and then the listener could just kind of have that on in the background as they're going on about their day. You'd be kind of like you had a buddy hanging out with you all day. I mean, yeah, you'd use up a lot of data. Um, you know, that MP3 would be huge that you would have to upload. But, you know, could still be interesting. One day ago, there was a twi- uh, tweet. Mad Mike shares his, quote, perspective, close quote, on perspective. Checkmate. Okay. So link to Instagram photo. I am waiting with bated breath. Cannot wait for this. They have a Mad Mike quote. Quote, I mean, look at that sun, man. Does that look 93 million miles away to you? Doesn't to me. I'm missing the checkmate part. Somebody responded. JD Chapman 15, to be specific. Working on platforms now. Should be a month or two. So, uh, he Then he also said, when's the doc coming out? Fall 54 said, what a wonderful film. I don't know what film she's talking about, but all right. Still missing the checkmate part. Got 33 likes. Twitter account, three days ago, has a quote from Dan B. Allender, whoever that is. Quote, the desert shatters the soul's arrogance and leaves body and soul crying out in thirst and hunger. In the desert, we trust God or die. All right. That's it for new tweets from that platform building comment. I'm guessing that they are progressing with the building of the next rocket. That won't blow up. I don't know if you could hear Henry. Uh, he said, that won't blow up. Oh, it didn't blow up. It kind of blew up when it hit the ground. It's probably some kind of engine failure. It should be okay. He's not dead. Yeah. Henry's chattering over here, but he's off mic now, so you can't hear him. Uh, basically, he's saying that Rocket Man... Uh, that Mad Mike, I'm looking at the Rocket Man page, uh, that Mad Mike probably won't blow up. Not him, the Rocket. The Rocket. The Rocket probably won't blow up. Um, nothing on the Facebook page other than what I just said. Uh, well, there's a picture of a limousine. May 24th. Mad Mike's limo basks in the high desert sun in Apple Valley, California. He's a limo driver. Henry was confused about the limo. Quote, I love that car. It's a cross between the Batmobile and a gangster car. The film is finished and getting prepped for release, everyone. Stay tuned. Boy, I can't wait. I guess that's Rocket Man. Not to be confused with an actual good movie called Rocket Man. Uh, the Elton John biopic, which is getting fabulous reviews. Is it out yet, even? I haven't seen it, if it is. I don't go to a lot of movies. They're kind of expensive. Uh, especially the, the treats that you always uh, always feel compelled to get while you're there. Alright, well, I guess things are progressing, apparently. And the movie's finally coming out. If anyone bothers to go see that movie, let me know. Because I probably won't. Um, yes, we will. And that, I guess, is the end of the Mag- Mad Mike Hughes update for this week. Gonna prove that the world is flat in his rocket ship. Or else he'll go splat. He's Mad Mike Hughes. Mad Mike Hughes. <laughs>
By coincidence, the Intellivision from Mattel just had its 40th anniversary. So, happy birthday, Mattel Intellivision. Should we sing happy birthday to Intellivision, Henry? Yeah. Okay. Get closer to the mic. This will be great. L- little family time here. Are you ready? Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mattel Intellivision. Happy birthday to you. Ta-da! Ta-da! See, wasn't that nice? All you Intellivision haters out there, we are able to show the love to Intellivision, even on an Atari podcast. We forgot the noisemakers. We forgot the noisemakers. Darn it. All right. And the cake. And a cake. Or not just cake. Wait, hold on. There's no cake? An ice cream cake. There's no ice cream cake? No. Dang it. All right, I'm shutting this show down right now. Grandma and Grandpa probably ate all of it. Yeah, we were at Grandma and Grandpa's house last weekend, and we had ice cream cake. Yeah, everybody had one... We had one piece, and then why don't we ever well, take that kind of stuff home? There were a lot of people there, and you yeah, know, probably got we, eaten up. Why don't we ever take that stuff home? I don't know. When you bring stuff to a you know an event like that, it's usually you leave the leftovers there. It's just you polite. Don't, you don't take all of it home. You take like half of it. I don't know. We can talk about that another time. Fine. 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 Uh, speaking of, you know, we were at Grandma and Grandpa's house last weekend, and and some of my brothers were there and stuff. I learned that way back in the early 70s, I would have been really young, like really young, like a like preschooler. One. Like one. The family, my family when had... You born in 1971? Yes. So you wouldn't have been alive in 1970? Not 1970, no. But sometime in the early 70s, my family had a Magnavox, Intelli- or Magnavox Odyssey, and nobody ever told me this. Because we were sitting around talking about old video games. The, the family all of a sudden had lots of questions about the podcast that I do. Um, I did? Yeah. Oh. Um, nice. And this led to a conversation about how this is in television month on the podcast. Now, we're talking about the overlays that you put on the controllers uh, to play in television games. And, you don't have to. It would just be really hard. Yes. And my brother was ta- talking about how way back in the 70s they had a video game system at home. And they still have. Where you no, that's the, that's what I'm getting to, Henry. Where you where you put overlays, they called them, on the screen, to make the colors for the game. And we finally figured out it had to have been an Odyssey. I never knew this. I never knew my family What's had an this. Odyssey? It's a really old sort of early, even older than these here, uh, these video games? game system. These, these are from the early '80s. She would have been like nine or ten. Yeah. Um. <gasps> And you bought those with your money? You're How gonna have to speak up a little have? bit. They probably can't hear. How much toys did you do? No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not buy them with my own money. Some of the games I probably did. That's sad. With like birthday money and stuff, but not the Wait, not the consoles. You went on your own and got. You went on your own by yourself to some strange place with strangers. A strange Wait, place with strangers. On. It's okay. With some with strangers by yourself with money. With that you didn't even know that you didn't know if a stranger if at any time a stranger was gonna steal all steal that money by yourself well, buying I, video games. I didn't walk down the street uh, holding uh, my birthday so card up in the air. Woo birthday money. Check surrounded it out. by strangers that you don't even know. 
Wow, that's how you get kidnapped. I remember going to Target with Grandpa to buy the, the Superman video game when it came out. And it was, they had sold out already. And they had to give me a rain check. So I had to come back like the next week and get it. And I think that was with my own money. Yes, that's very sad. He, uh, Henry's off mic again. But he is sort of sarcastically saying wow, that's very that's sad. sad. Thank you, Henry. The point is, my family had an odyssey that I never knew about, and they don't know what happened to it. It's just gone. It disappeared at some point. This was a shocking family revelation. You know, it's one thing for, you know, the revelation that, you know, you have a long-lost sibling or, you know, an uncle who has a secret fortune or something. But, you know, th that's child's play compared to this revelation. It rocked the foundation of the Pepper family, in my view. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get over it, frankly. I may have to disown my family. I may have to make myself an orphan. Legally, anyway. I, I don't know. It's even hard to get through this podcast. But push on, we shall. All right, well, it's still in television week. Week two of our month of Intellivision games. So let's get to it. This week's game is Horse Racing from Mattel, 1980. Yes, Henry, that's a very long time ago, if that's what you were thinking. What? Never mind. Henry's on full-time puppy duty now. Puppy distraction. So horse racing is a game for one to six players. So that's right. If you were a kid and you had five friends, they could all play five this game. Controllers. And five controllers. All right. You're at the track for a day at the races. Ten exciting speed and strategy contests. After you choose the past, after you check the past performances and odds, place your simulated wagers out of your starting stake of seven hundred fifty dollars. Bet your favorites to win or go for the big payoff. Exacta. See how good a handicapper you are. One or two players ride the outside horses and try to outmaneuver the computer. Get your simulated bets down, watch for the start, and they're off. If you want to be a big winner on your day at the races, read the booklet. Uh-oh. For color TV viewing only. Once upon a time, Henry, there were black and white TVs. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. How did you guys survive? I was going to say I didn't have a black and white TV as a kid, but we did have a little one. Just a, not our main TV, but there was a little black and white TV in the house that we used sometimes. I did one in Grandma's kitchen. It was basically like that. It, it, was, it was a little TV in the kitchen. It was a little back, black and white TV. Wow. Yeah, Henry's stunned. How often I really don't know, Henry. I would ask, Henry wants to know, how, in my estimation, how many hours per week did we use the little black and white TV well, in my hours, kitchen as a child? How many hours, how many hours did you estimate you used it in the entire time that we had it? In the entire time that we had it, I estimate that we used it um, four hours. Four hours? I don't know. Eighteen years. I don't know. One point seven. I don't know. 
This would be much easier if you were on mic, Henry. Um, how much hours do you think you used the main TV in the entire time oh, that you had it? lots. Like, he wants to, comparatively, how much did we use the main TV, which would be the one in the family room that was in taller. Uh, we probably watched, I mean, we were a typical, uh, you know, nuclear family in the, in the modern era. We watched TV every night. Just means a typical family with a mom and a dad and a kid, so. Like five kids. Four. Four, five, close enough. Yeah. All right. Can I get on with the game? Maybe. All right. Henry has given me permission to go ahead and talk about the game. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So we press the reset button. The title appears on the screen, Horse Racing. And we hear that lovely William Tell Overture. Uh, we have our awesome horse racing overlays and we insert into the cartridge one overlay on each hand controller contrary to popular belief putting both overlays on one controller does not make the game go twice as fast the keys are color coded to correspond to the colors of the horse on the screen the side buttons uh, one is to coax the horse one is to whip the horse whip it. there's an enter screen well use the uh, num- was it the number nine button to decide whether in your betting you want to bet to win or bet the exacta. You have a direction disc to move your horse away from the rail or closer to the rail, whatever your preference is. There's a clear button, and I mentioned the color-coded keys. On your screen, you'll see the six possible players and how much money they have, their stake, up to $750 to start with. And we're in the uh, column where you can place your bet. The race length, uh, nine furlongs. Conditions are dry. Oh, you were asking what these little symbols by in front of the uh, the odds for the horses? Yeah, I was reading over your shoulder. That's for the uh, uh, the type of, of uh, track that you have. You could have a light a light tan indicates a dry track. Brown is a muddy track. Green is turf. Um, the horse closest to the rail is controlled by the computer. The uh, the first two horses. The third horse from the rail is controlled by the left hand controller. The fourth horse from the rail is by the right-hand controller uh, as the horses cross the finish line. You're shown your time, the, the, the winning time, and the, uh, the position of each horse at the finish. Each player, as I said, starts with $750 of simulated money. If you go broke, you're automatically out of the game. Mm-hmm. Like you! The screen with the race links on it shows you the horses, which horses are running in that particular race and who controls them. The computer rides the two horses on top. The lower left horse is running, can be affected by the left-hand controller. The lower right horse on the right-hand controller. That's how we would have known. That's how we knew which horses we were, Henry. This would have been me. This would have been you. To place your bet, each player keys in the amount of their bet, a maximum of $250, or however much money you have, if it's less than $250. And you're betting either to win or an exacta. If you want to make an exacta bet, you change the W to an E by pressing the 9 and then enter. An exacta bet is the first. You have to bet on the first and second horses in their finishing order. If you make that change and then switch over to past performances, the E will change back to a W. When you return to the betting screen, you'll probably say something uh, bad in frustration, and then you just push the 9 again and then enter. When you see the checkerboard symbol, you press the key for one of the horses running in the race. Uh, you can see their names again at any time before the race starts to press by pressing the side button. 
its initial letter and color appears. If it's the one you want, press the enter. If it isn't, press any key and try again. There's only four horses in each race, and the computer rejects bets on non-racing horses. If you select an exact bet, you gotta do that again for the second horse. Whenever a player who wants to bet has done so, pick two people to be jockeys and use the hand controllers to affect the running on the outside of the outside horses. When you're ready to, for the race to start, press zero, then enter. And they're off. As soon as the get, starting gate opens, all four horses start moving. You can't see it, but the track is slightly curved, which means the horse is running the horse running closest to the rail has to travel the shortest distance. The computer control horses immediately moves to moves in close to the rail, coming away from it only to pass. At the beginning of the race, the horses tend to have the most speed. They gradually slow down, especially when the track is muddy. After a few furlongs, each furlong is marked by a black post and signaled by a soft gong as the leading horse approaches it. You'll hear the hoofbeats of the running horses and the sound of jockeys' whips as they near the finish line. Watch the running patterns of all the horses in the race, not just the ones you bet on, so that you'll spot the characteristics that will make some of them winners. These characteristics will stay the same for each horse throughout the series of races. You're watching for the speed, the early pace, the endurance, the speed down the home stretch, the speed on different track conditions, dirt or dry mud or turf. When the winner crosses the finish line, you hear the cheers of the crowd, which, by the way, is the exact same audio in uh, baseball when you hit a home run, which I just noticed tonight. When all the horses have crossed the line, the tote board will show you the order of uh, finish from right to left. After a few seconds, the screen automatically changes back to the betting sheet, and you see the effects of betting on each player's stake. Advice for jockeys: Even though each horse is entered, e- even though each horse's energy is depleted as the race goes on, resulting in a slower and slower pace, all the entries do have an extra store of speed, which can be simulated by the whip. Stimulated by the whip. Near the end of the race, the computer-controlled horse will be speeded up this way, and you hear the crack of whip when either of them is spurred along for a final dash. The computer always knows when to apply this extra stimulation to its two horses so they won't run out of energy before they get to the finish line. You, as a jockey for your own horse, can use the coax to give the horse a little bit more speed during the first half of the race, and you should use the button when you need a little burst of extra effort to improve your running position. When you coax your horse, its speed will increase slightly. When you release the button, your horse's speed goes back to what it would have been if you hadn't pressed coax. Remember, though, Every horse has a limited amount of energy, and if you coax your entrant too much, you may see all that energy used up before he gets to the finish line. You can also use the whip, which makes your horse sprint at absolutely top speed and at a tremendous cost of running energy. The whip should never be used for more than the last two and a half furlongs of the race, and in most cases for not much more than one furlong. Even if your horse is out of the picture, your controls will work. Sometimes a horse will come from behind, at the finish, driven to victory by a well-timed whip. To be a constant winner in the horse racing game, you'll need skill at handicapping. You also have to use your simulated money wisely. The more you know about the horses, the easier for you to see the differences among them as you predict the winners. The four horses in each race are randomly selected by the computer. By the fourth or fifth race, you'll probably be able to see all the horses in the stable run at least once. The manual has a bunch of advice about handicapping, uh, picking the winners, basically. There's a list of simulated game so- sounds, Click, buzz, call to the post, clang, hoofbeats, gong, whip, crowd cheer. The full 90-day warranty on Super Video Arcade. And that is how you play horse racing. In TVFunhouse.com, 
called Horse Racing, an average game that is much better when you try to control your horses. The original television box had a different layout. Either that or it combined content from the betting screen, which ended up with a different color scheme than the image below shown. Can you see in the back? Well, get up on your horse and then you'll be able to see better. Okay, good. On the other hand, RetroGamer.net called Horse Racing one of the 10 best in television games. A fantastically quirky game, Horse Racing does exactly what it promises to do. Allow you to bet on horses. And unless you're betting... Unless... And... Unless you're a betting man or woman, that might sound as appealing as running into traffic, but like a lot of these in television games, we're finding that when you actually scratch at their surface, they're usually fantastically put, well put together. Horse racing is one such title. It's probably best appreciated as a multiplayer game, and it's essentially one of those Kentucky Derby machines you occasionally see hanging out with the two-player machines in the arcades. Alright then, I can hear the roar of the crowd... I have a mint julep in hand. The lovely scent of horse manure has filled the air. So I think after the break... Well, I would tell you what's after the break, but I gotta pee like a racehorse. So let's just roll the thing. Quickly. Alright, joining me for the field report today is our occasional co-host. Who are you? Bob. Bob. You probably know him better as Henry. Alright, this is Henry's first time trying this game. So we're going to walk through it. We are on the betting screen. I have controller number one. So I will place a bet first. Alright, I press number one. Oh, oh stop. I press enter. I'm going like to bet. You. 200. I'm ignoring you, Henry. 200. Alright, so in this race we have a pig horse, an orange horse, a green horse, a white horse. The bigger the number, Henry, the, the less chance they're going to win, but the more money that you do win if the horse does win. Does that make sense? So like two to one. So I can put one dollar. Yeah. So two to one. What do I do? There's a pretty good... Well, I'm betting right now. Um, two to one means there's a pretty good chance that horse is going to win. So it's a pretty safe bet, but you don't win as much money. So like the seven to two, um, there's less chance that horse is going to win, but if it does, I would win more money. So like the two to one, for every dollar that I bet, I get two dollars. And seven to two, for every two dollars I bet, I get seven dollars. That makes sense? I... I'm going to play it somewhat safe and go with the orange horse. So I press the orange key. Wait. Oh. Actually, this is the win or the exacta. So I, if I want to bet $200 on the horse that I choose to win, I can do that. If I want to bet $200 that the first two horses that I pick are going to win. That's called an exacta, but then both horses have to be in number one and number two. I'm just going to bet on a win, and I'm going to bet on the orange horse, like I said. Alright, now it's you. Press number two. Um, if you want to see those odds again, you press the buttons on the side. Both at the same time? I don't think it matters. Um, press it and hold it down. So which horse do you like? The pink orange horse? The, you can bet on the orange horse if you want. The no, pink or how do I set the price? 
I just typed the numbers. Hmm. Oh, press the enter button first. There you go. There you go. Enter again. Where's the zero? That's a zero. You had it. That's a zero. Hundred bucks. All right. Good bet, Henry. Press enter. You gonna bet uh, to win? We're gonna bet that exacto, which is when you have to guess the first position and the second place. Yeah, win. Just to win. Okay, press enter again. Now, which horse do you like? The orange horse, the pink horse, uh, white. Which would give me the better chance of win? Well, I bet, so I changed the odds a little bit. The white horse is probably the safest bet. Three to one. Which one is the white one? Eight. Go back. Which one is the white one? They're all color, yeah. Number eight's okay. actually gray, but that's supposed to be the white horse. All right, Yay. I think you're ready. Press enter. Are we ready? We only have two players playing, so are we ready to start the race? Yeah. All right. Mm. So remember, you are the fourth horse in Yay. the row. When we start, so how do I move? That's what I can show you. Um, the little disc, the top disc makes you move up. Press down on this, it makes you move down. Yeah, I you know. would never want to move backwards, but. The button's on the side. Whip means you whip it to go faster. Do you have to press both of them at the same time? No, one or the other, because they're different. The Coax um, isn't as much of a motivation as the whip. You really don't want to do either one until um, later in the race, because if you do it too much or too early, the horse gets tired, and you slow down. You don't want that to happen. So you don't want to do the press the buttons too much, but you want to press them a little bit. Even that's probably too much. All right. Should we try it? Whip you, Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Wait. What's going on? Press enter first. All right. You are the white horse. I'm the green horse. When we go. And the computer's running the other horses. We're both out in front. I'm a little bit ahead. Will that last? We'll have to see. I'm trying to block Henry. Oh, you might want to coax him a little bit. You can do it! Well, you might have coaxed him too much. I think he got tired. I'm way out in front. I think I'm going to win, Henry. But this also means that neither of us are going to win our bets. So I'm doing win the race, but I'm not going to win the bet. And neither so are you. Does it press forward and makes it go faster? No, that doesn't make him go any faster. Here comes the pink horse, though. But it's too late. I won the race, but I lost my bet. Because I bet on the orange horse. No. He came in two. Number two. Where's my horse? There he is. You came in third. And taking up last place. You can do it, other horsey. Whatever your name was, whatever color you were. Oh, that was the last place. I want to try again. All right, we'll try one more. Clear. Um, there we go. So I'm first. Enter. I'm going to bet. Mm. Oh, the one? most you can bet is 250. I'm going to bet 250. I want to see if I can. I want to try $1. That's fine. Oh, let's see. 
violet, yellow, green, or red? Green. Yeah, I'm doing better on green. That's of these chains oh, of winning. to win. Green to win. That's of these chains of winning. I feel lucky. Alright, you're up. Two. Enter. One. And what? Right. Enter. Enter. Hmm. To win? Or you want to do an exacta? Alright. Um, Press the buttons on the side. Which one do you like? Um, does yellow have the best chance of winning? Um, yes. So it's a fairly safe bet. So but you still get $2 for every dollar so that you bet. Yeah. Alright. Enter. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, press to start the race button. Hmm. Oh, there we go. I'm the green horse, you're the orange horse. No, no, I'm yellow. But your controller operates the horse on the bottom there. I am out in front again. I am not doing anything right now. He's just running. Whoa, he is way out in front. What? Holy cow. The racetrack, what do you think of this racetrack, Henry? I think it looks very realistic. Why am I coming now? I don't know. And here it comes, Slowpoke, orange horse. I like the trees in the background. I think they the can do it. I think the Go. sound is good. I need to try again. And I won my bet. Woohoo! Making it rain dollars, y'all. I have 925. Henry has 649 of the original 750. You want to do one more? Alright. I'll go first. I've got the left controller. I go. See? Okay, fine. Time. What? What did you bet last time? Two fifty. That's the most you can bet. Yes. Alright, Henry's two fifty to win. What which horse would I be? I don't know. They mix them up. Oh, the blue horse is in the race this time. Pink, yellow. Which one did what you pick last time? Green? Green. Green won the last two races, but green isn't in this race. Did um, you pick the highest amount? No. Yeah. We got um, pink, yellow, red, or blue this time. Pink. Alright. I'm going to bet 250 again also. To win. And I'm going to go... Oops. I'm going to go blue this time. Are we ready? You are the blue horse. Because it's the fourth, I told you a bunch of times, Henry, it's the fourth horse from the rail. That white thing is the rail. And I'm the third horse from the rail. Ooh, you're winning, Henry. But here comes Pinky. Might want to coax your horse a little bit. You can do it! It's Henry and I. I'm catching up. Oh, I overtook, oh. I took the lead. Wow, he got a spurt of energy. Must have got uh, some uh, espresso from Starbucks or something. Starbucks, if you'd like to sponsor Atari Bytes, email me at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. 
Ooh, pink suddenly came out of nowhere and won. Neither of us won that time. But I, you bet on the pink horse, right? So you won your bet. Sound. I don't know. I wondered that too, actually. Come on, well, now it's now it's because you already crossed the finish line. Oh, no. Let's try again. Right. I'm winning. You got some of your money back, I think. Um, hmm. Yeah, Henry has a thousand two hundred seventy-four dollars. I have six hundred seventy-five. Ha ha. Haha. Uh -huh. Um. Five. Alright. You can't bet that much. You can only bet 250 at the most. Why? Is that the me computer won't let you. When you try to enter, it's not going to take it. Uh, how do I go back? Clear. Uh, Alright. Who's in this race, I wonder? Green, blue, red, or yellow? Um, let's do red. So. Betting 250 again. To win. Who was it? Green, blue, I red, or red. yellow? Yeah. You I'll go with green. Alright, are we ready? Yep, and I'm red. Ooh, I am way behind. My horse is barely even moving. He's like sleeping. Come on, horse. Come on, you can do it. My horse isn't even on screen right now. Go, no. Violet, or is that blue? Is way out in the lead. Green is in second, a distant second. I'm not a race, horse race announcer, so I can't quite do the patter that they do. They're not moving all that fast, but they're way out in front, violet and green. <laughs> We're just kind of waiting for them to finish the race. You can do it, horsey. You can do it, horsies. Horsey. Your horsey sucks. Thank you, Henry. Even, even though my bed is on it. Well, I'm pretty sure my horsey's taking a nap. You're reading some comic books or something. Because he faded be fast. It would be funny if all three of the other horses went past the finish line. And then the screen oh, rolled up. We're almost there. And the screen rolled back over. And the show, and the show to your horse laying down sleeping. <laughs> disease coming out. Violet for the win. Green in second. Here comes third. Any day now. Yeah. Oh, orange in third. Distant third. No wait, that's red. Sorry. And you can do it. Taking up the uh, last place position, yellow. How does co how does coaxing make horses tired? That's just how the game is set up. 
Yeah, but whips, whipping, how? Wow, that was brutal, Henry. How, why are we coming there? Yeah. Well, you're still winning in the bets. I mean, you lost your bet, but you have a lot more you money than I do. Yeah. I lost two. Thousand mm. twenty-four for Henry. Four twenty-five for me. How much are you betting this time, Henry? One sixty-seven. A very strange bet, but all right. Wow. Sure. You win a lot of money if he actually wins. Red is sitting at nine. Odds of nine to two. What? How, why am I back at eight fifty-seven? Cause you bet, so it took the money out of your pot. Oh, okay, you go. All right, now it's my turn to bet. Two fifty. Oh, shush. <laughs> two fifty for the win. Let's see how much money you have left after. Now you know what? I'm gonna do an exacta. Ooh, you're probably not gonna get that. You're probably gonna lose nothing. All right. I'm going to say Don't. red. What? I chose red. And violet. I chose red. You can't choose both. That's Are an exact. You have to f finish. You have to pick the number one and number Does two. Does it count if only one of them make it? Nope. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. No. All right. I'm I am the violet I'm horse. Violet. I'm violet. I'm the fourth from... I think yours. I said violet in last race. I think that. I think that's actually supposed to be blue. We making my horse move all over that's the track. That's mine. Who am I've I lost that? track. I don't know who's who now. I'm fourth from the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm winning. Okay, good. I'm not gonna do yours is actually blue though. Mine is violet. Come on. Ooh, no. I'm in third place. Whatever color it is. Red is in the lead. I'm not going to win my bet. Come on, horsey. Oop. Maybe? No. Maybe? No, no. Maybe? Purple. We'll say purple. Is inching up. Oh, oh, oh. No. <laughs> Dang it. <sighs> Yay, I got in second. Red for the win. <sighs> And it's really let's say blue it's really for it's really second, moving. yellow in third, and violet in fourth place. It's really moving. Man. I got in second. Thanks, Henry. Yay. Alright, I lost 1, 000, again. One thousand I have one thousand four hundred and forty one dollars. I have and dad has one hundred seventy five. Yep. Wow. Thank you, Henry. So if I lose all my money, then um, I've lost the game. Game's over. Two. Um, it's two eighty. Can't. Two fifty at the most. Oh, no, no. Let's do one ninety-four. All right, I'm going for broke. And no, my, it's not my turn. I'm sorry. You're going for you're going for one seventy-four. Yeah, pick your horse first. Um, Orange, Violet orange. Yay. Let's see. Oh. Hey. Sorry. Alright. Yay. I'm going for broke. I'm betting everything. If I lose, the game's over. Who do we have? Violet. 
orange. Don't choose orange. Yellow or red. Choose. Hmm. That's a pretty risky bet. Big payday, but a risky bet. Doesn't tell me. I'm missing. Eat. What? Go back. What? Go back. What are those thingies on the side? It's showing you how the horses have done in the races we've had already. No. Go back. Those things. I'm not sure. Here. Look in the manual. Don't start it. Start it. The game without me. Alright, I'm going with Violet. Going for broke. By oh, win. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going for it. If I win, it'll be big payday. If I lose, I'll lose big. <laughs> All right. Set. Do it. I'm red. And I'm yellow. I'm going on orange. Ready? Wow. Orange is out in front. Takes the My lead right away. My bet is on orange. Oh, there goes red. I should have bet on red. Red. If you've been on red, you've been on me. Let's go, horsey. You can do it. Red is way out in the lead. Yay, I'm winning. Maybe find But I'm going to lose my bet. My bet is an orange. Henry so doesn't care. Race okay. is almost over. Horse, ooh, red's getting tired. Well, so, but no one else is even on screen. <laughs> The time 19.9 seconds. Here comes orange. My red is Speedy orange. orange all of a sudden. My Here comes my violet. Bet was on we both lost the bet. We lost, which means I lost all my money. Here it comes. Maybe. Here comes yellow, distant fourth place. Are you yellow? I think so. I won. Here, oh, I feel bad for yellow. He looks really tired. Did you? My horse was going taller than that. Woohoo! I won. You won the race, and the bet. So you bet on red, right? No, I bet on orange. Oh. I have zero dollars. Henry wins. I lost money. You lost money, but you still have money. I have no money. I lost Yay. all of it. All right. Well, now that we've taught my son the uh, joys of gambling, I think it's time to say back to you in the studio. It's sending us go again. Hey Atari fans, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Join Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review cartridge-based games for the Atari's last answer, the 8-bit gaming system, as well as delve deep into their history. Kieran will also introduce everyone to the UK's budget games. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com. Hey, it's me, Bill, your host, the guy you've been listening to this whole episode. Do you enjoy the stories I write and read to you every week on this podcast, but you feel like you just need a break from my voice? I get it. My family does sometimes, too. Here's an option. Some of the stories from the show are now collected in a volume titled Misery Banana, very short stories inspired by old games and odd thoughts. You can order it wherever you like to order books. I hope you'll check it out. Thanks. So here's the thing about horse racing. Henry, do we like horse racing? Yeah! You probably could hear that. Henry likes this game a lot, even though this is the very first time he's played it tonight. I like it too. Uh, I always liked playing this one when I was a kid. 
uh, it looks fun. It looks exactly like a horse race. So, you know, they did what they promised to do. Uh, they gave you a game where you can bet on horses and race horses. So I'm very happy with it. I recommend it. Um, it's fun. You know, that's about all I can say about it. All right, what should we do now? Oh, I know. It's story time on Atari Bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time with Bill. I, ladies and gentlemen, this is very exciting. We have a late entry into story time. Before I do my story, Henry, or do you want to do my? Want me to do mine first? You do yours first. I need to get some ideas. Okay. Henry wants to think for a minute, but he wants to offer a horse racing story, so I will do mine first. My story is titled, Ghost Horses. Dateline, Camp Town, Pennsylvania. Early this morning, the residents of this tranquil little mountain town in northeast Pennsylvania were awakened from their slumber by the sound of thunder. But it wasn't thunder. It was horses galloping through downtown Camp Town, a rainbow-colored army of equines galloped around and over vehicles, upset apple carts, and left poop all over everything, including Wendell Drudge. Witnesses say no one cared much about that last part, as Drudge is the town jerk. In a press conference, town sheriff Stephanie Crowder first slipped in a massive horse apple, then, after writing herself, said, At this time, we cannot confirm where the horses went to or where they've gone. Where the horses came from or where they've gone. We are fairly certain that they mean to run all night and all day. When asked by a reporter if she'd bet her money on the bobtail nag, Sheriff Crowder only responded, Well, as a law enforcement officer, I do not engage in illegal gambling. However, I would guess somebody bet on the bay. After the press conference, Sheriff Crowder walked the streets of Camp Town, listening for the sounds of hooves on the wind. She heard nothing. Stupid wind. The next morning, the exact thing happened again. No sooner had Camp Town picked up the pieces from the first horse stampede when another wave of mystery horses rode into town and then disappeared at the city limits. Both the bobtail nag and the boy and the bay lifted their tails on Wendell Drudge's breakfast burrito, but again, no one cared. Sheriff Crowder called the state police, but after he described the problem, the officer just started singing, Wild horses! and hung up. A call to the Department of Homeland Security went nowhere after they determined the horse couldn't be deported as illegal immigrants. The sheriff didn't know what to do. After five straight days of these ghost races, the sheriff tiptoed slowly through a field of horse crap to find a relatively unsullied bench to eat some beef jerky and think. Her thoughts were interrupted, though, by the soft giggling bubbling up from over her left shoulder. Then she immediately wished that she hadn't. Sitting on one of those mechanical plastic horses that rocked back and forth if, if you put a quarter in was a rather horse-faced, well, more a donkey-faced, human. Maybe human. It would, it would have been less unpleasant had it been an actual person with the head of a donkey. Cruelly, but undeniably, this person was just ugly. Hee-haw, the person-type thing said. Okay, so maybe it really was a donkey-human hybrid. The sheriff's hand instinctively went to her sidearm as she stood slowly. Do I know you? 
she asked. The donkey person laughed at the plastic as the plastic stallion rocked. Hee-haw, he said. You know what those horses are, don't you? Excuse me, the sheriff said. Ghost horses. The donkey person sort of spit when he said it. Ghost horses, the sheriff repeated, looking around to see if she was being punked. They're looking for the racetrack, the donkey person said. The Camp Town racetrack. It was about five miles long. You might have heard about it. Guffaws melted into hee-haws. That's just a song, Sheriff Crowder said. The donkey laughed. So as Baby got back, the donkey person countered. Doesn't make it untrue. The plastic horse stopped moving. The donkey person looked sad. Look, mister, the sheriff started to say. In the early 19th century, there was a racetrack, the donkey person said, ignoring the opening to introduce himself. Every week, mighty stallions would gather on the track like equine warriors of old to do battle. Equine warriors, Sheriff Crowder said, not entirely sure what equine meant, but not wanting to admit it. One day, the donkey person said, then interrupted himself. Hey, you got another quarter? I really don't think. Do you want to know about your horse problem or not? Donkey person challenged. What the hell, Crowder said and dropped a quarter into the ride's, into the ride's coin slot. Donkey person hee-hawed for a bit as he rocked, then said, One day, all your beliefs will be challenged. Well, except for that one about crunchy peanut butter. It's weird, but believe what you want about that. What are you talking about? Crowder said. Ever hear of the ghost horses? Donkey person said. Oh, good grief, Crowder said. She tossed a coin to the donkey person. Have another ride on me. I'm out of here. In the 19th century... Donkey person said as if he hadn't heard her. They used to have races all the time in Camp Town. Constantly. Everyone loved them. Especially the ladies. They made a song about it. I'm familiar, Crowder said, as if they hadn't already talked about this. Do-da, do-da, Donkey person said. I get it. Go on. Crowder wasn't quite sure why she wasn't leaving, but there she was. Those horses, the donkey person said. Their souls won't leap the gate into horsey heaven until they are satisfied the race is run. You must help them to cross the finish line. Go and find the ghost horses, or see Camp Town buried under hell's horse apples. Sheriff Crowder regarded the wretched thing before her. Was it lying? Why would it? What was its angle? Could it be true? Was this some sort of joke that only asses, the donkey kind, find funny? Find funny? Finally, Crowder said, That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Then she walked back to her patrol car. The donkey person silently watched Sheriff Crowder go, then hung its head sadly. It was out of quarters. Sheriff Crowder sat in her car. The donkey person was crazy. Had to be. Even the fact that there was a donkey person around was crazy. The camp town races were foot races, not horse races. They hadn't been horse races for generations. And no one really knows if there even was a real horse track back in the day, anyway. Also, that song might not even be based on the horse races, such as they were back then, but rather on the camp towns that sprang up to house transient railroad workers. Nothing to do with horses, or donkey persons for that matter. Thunder rumbled. The sheriff looked through the windshield into the night sky, looking for clouds, maybe some lightning. There had been no storms predicted in the weather report today. The thunder rolled again. Crowder listened closer and realized it wasn't thunder at all. It was horse hooves. Crowder climbed out of the patrol car and stepped into the street, listening intently. 
Where was it coming from? The alley to the east, perhaps. The courtyard behind the courthouse? The odor of horse crap assaulted Crowder's nostrils. She turned just in time as a blur of multicolored equine overtook her from the middle of the street. She imagined herself being trampled, crushed under the powerful legs of a dozen stallions. But that's it. It was just imagination. She wasn't injured at all. Even as a dozen horses ran over her. The horses came to a stop just on the other side of Crowder. Well, most of them. One of the horses, the green one, was bisected by Crowder. It didn't seem to mind, but Crowder was pretty weirded out and stepped to the side. Halt! Hold up! Crowder said, officially, but just a bit too late. The horses stamped lightly, neighing softly. A jockey climbed lightly from the yellow horse and stepped over to Sheriff Crowder, looking up at her with a big smile. Hey, y'all. Name's Vernon. Y'all know the way to Churchill Downs? Vernon's voice sounded like it was coming through from a distance, perhaps as if he was speaking to Crowder through a long tube, even though he was standing right here, shimmering like early CGI. Excuse me? Crowder said, finding it hard to focus on the words coming out of the spirit's mouth. We're late for the Kentucky Derby, Vernon said. His fellow long-dead jockeys chuckled. Really, really late, Vernon said. Crowder robotically opened an app on her phone and typed in Churchill Downs, then reported, Uh, it's 663 miles from here. Vernon whistled. Well, boys, he said, looking at the jockeys, we better hoof it. We want to get there before we're old men. They all laughed at that. Hope the horses don't get tired. More laughter. Vernon climbed back on his horse, and the horses, in perfect synchronicity, galloped into the ether. In moments, Crowder was alone in the middle of the street, except for a fresh pile of horse crap on her shoes. Really? she said. The horses aren't corporeal, but the manure is? Despite the roll, despite the raised eyebrows from Rick, her favorite bartender, Crowder spent the rest of the evening drinking mint juleps. To forget. But she didn't. The scent of horse apples lingered in Sheriff Crowder's nostrils for the rest of her days. Giddy up. All right. And as promised, we have a late entry. Henry has a story. What's your story called, Henry? Ghost Race. Ghost Race? Yes. All right. Hit me. One sunny July day, something terrible happened. Happened. 3.36 in the afternoon, ghost horses galloped through the town of Sunnytown, destroying everything in their path. The ghost horses headed toward the horse racing stadium, where there was already a race going on. The horses broke through the stadium wall and invited themselves in the race. The race. At the end of the race, of the race, all, all the ghost horses tied for first, and then, and then, ran, and then were gone as quickly as they appeared. The end. Yay! Yay! Jamie. That was an exciting story, dude, and a happy ending too. They all tied for first, right? Yeah, but destroyed everything in the path. Well, yeah. Other than the destroying everything in their path part. And everybody basically died. And everybody dying. It was a happy ending. Not everybody. The people who weren't in the ghost horse's way survived. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So if you weren't in the ghost horse's way, uh, you lived, right? Yeah, basically. Oh, all right. So and it was a happy ending. 
and thus you're going to die of your house getting destroyed. <sighs> right. Okay, now it's starting to get more depressing. But I like the story. Well done. Audible high five. All right. Very nice. Goodness, do you see what I see? It's there. Let's go. You first. President of the James Brown Hair Club for Men. He's a boxer, a flyweight. No, no, no. He's a jockey. His name is Curtis. Curtis Hardapple. Not Curtis. Okay, well, Vernon. Vernon Hardapple. The scars are from a horse. He fell during a race. He got trampled. He's addicted to painkillers. Yeah, he can't even piss standing up anymore. Lives with his mother. That's right. He's got a, a younger brother. Who, uh, who's, a, who's a groom named Claudel, yeah. and his mother blames Vernon for Claudel's death. Right? <laughs> because. Because. Uh, because. Because why, right? Because. Because. He was killed when a gangster named Freddie Nostrils tried to shoot his favorite horse. Claudel took the bullet himself. Vernon, over there, was in on the hit. That was good. Yeah, he heard everything we said. And that's our show. Thanks to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. Thanks to Mike Mann for his Mad Mike Hughes theme. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the Storytime theme. You can find Atari Bytes on many podcatchers. Tell your friends. Tell a horse. They're very good at keeping secrets, I'm told. And while you're at it, tell your friends to place a bet on iTunes about how great this podcast is. Email the show at AtariBytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at AtariBytes, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, look us up on Instagram. You can even give us a phone call and leave a comment about any damn thing you want. Just call 563-265-1978, where I will not answer the phone, but I might just play your voicemail on the show. Please consider supporting the show financially by making a donation on the Atari Bytes Patreon page or by picking up shirts and mugs in the AB underscore pod underscore store on Zazzle.com. Hey, 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 you there. Do you love Snoopy? Yes, you do. Admit it. And you definitely know people who do. If so, check out my other podcast. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown, where once a month on the 15th, we spend a little time talking about all things related to the legendary Peanuts comic strip and the TV specials, and the movies, and the merchandise, and Charles Schultz himself, and plays, and music, and anything else inspired by that universe. We've had playwrights on the show, authors, illustrators, my frequent ramblings about all this stuff. We do it all over there, if it has anything at all to do with Peanuts. It's a good time. You should come check it out. Thanks. Next time on Atari Bytes. In Television Month rolls on... Perhaps spins on would be a better word because next month, luck be a lady, we're going to the roulette wheel with a game called uh, Roulette. Really, that's what it's called. It's right there on the box. Mattel, very literal with their titles. We had horse racing. We have roulette next week. Um, we had a game last week that I can't remember the name of. Space Armada. That was it. That at least is a bit less on the nose, I guess. But yeah, so next week, roulette, which means we're playing roulette. 
So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.